Welcome to the Design Matters podcast, where we discuss popular topics and new ideas in design. Our student hosts look to create insightful conversations with today's leaders of design in the built environment. My name is John Bazook. I'm an architecture student with the University of Calgary School of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape Architecture. I'm Emily King, a student with the Landscape Architecture Program at the University of Calgary. Today we'll be interviewing Jean Verville, a Canadian architect and artist whose choice of medium is housing. His works exhibit a wide range of experimentation with powerful contrasts, playfulness, and the idea of what a place to live in could be. He is also a professor of architecture at Laval University and recipient of several awards, including the Award of Excellence in Architecture in 2017, Azure's Best Architecture in 2016, winner of the 2016 Montreal Museum of Fine Arts Installation Competition, Interiors Freddie Award in 2010, and the list goes on and on. More recently, Jean completed an art installation titled B15 that his students took part in. The piece was inspired by the musical artist Croy, which became a source of inspiration for this installation, resulting in a multidisciplinary experiment combining music, architecture, video, and photography. What you're about to hear is a conversation we had with Jean before his Design Matters lecture series. Let's have a listen. John to the Design Matters podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm really good. I'm really glad to be here. Just landed? Yeah, just landed. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you again for visiting Calgary. We really appreciate it. And just to start off this podcast, we really wanted to talk about the B15 installation that you did. Yeah. So this was in Quebec City with some architecture students there, correct? Yeah, yeah. We did, we did work with... Uh, a group of 15 people uh, from around the world coming to Laval University uh, School of Architecture. And we did uh, work with um, a music artist. Uh, her name is Croy, and she's, uh, she, uh, she's in uh, Milk and Bones too, uh, the group. And uh, we did try to figure how the music can be the same process of creation um, with architect with, with architecture, so we did ask Camille Croy to compose a song for for the studio. So she came and she sang with us. And after that, students asked her how she works, and conceptual process, and everything like that. And after that. Uh, the students had to imagine an installation for Camille to perform, to uh, do a video clip, and do some shows with the installation. But because I like to mix projects idea, I suggest to students to do something versatile. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So uh, we did use it to do a landscape installation with students. And after that, we switched that to the installation for Croy. Sounds like you got a lot of the inspiration from like the artist and, and you developed a process around that. So what were a lot of the, those kind of um, guiding ideas that you picked up on that you really um, led your students on with? In fact, for me, uh, architecture is an art. 
So if architecture can be art, why art can be the same process of architecture? So every studio that I imagine for each year uh, for a school is always mixing another disciplinary uh, art. Uh, my conviction about uh, conceptual process is that we can be inspired mm -hmm. about another kind of process, another kind of idea. And if we stay in one way of doing architecture, we can stop now. Right. right. It's, uh, we have to see something else. We have to be today. Today with young people who will be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. right. So we have to imagine some different kind of Uh, of uh, teaching, of doing architecture, or mixing art, mixing architecture with other disciplines. So, because of that conviction in my practice, I switch that in the, the teaching process because I can see some interest from, from people around the world about that. So, why I don't address that to students of right. architecture? And there's really cool process. I really <laughs> like that. I'm like yeah. a kid. <laughs> I always find it interesting, like how much um, I I play music and create music as well. And okay. I never really knew how much the cross between you know creating with music and then creating architecture and you just design. It's just sort of this world of creativity. And I guess like it's to me, it's always been like just increasing your confidence level. Whereas in one facet or one vessel or the other, it's sort of like. Um, if you have the confidence to go in one realm and one medium, well, then you kind of, they're, they're all just different outlets yes, at the end of the day. Of right? course. And yeah. we are all working with layer of ideas to propose and, and creating total work. So, yes, we, every, every artist work in not the same way, but we can pick some, some kind of idea about another one and not be shy of it. Mm -hmm. so. Excellent. So that was B15 installation with Croy was the artist on that. Yes. Go check her out. She does some pretty interesting music yes. on Spotify. Um, I think there was a good article on Dezine on this project. So you can yeah. definitely go check out on the, uh, the interwebs and go uh, have a look. Um, so the next thing we kind of want to move to is uh, sort of your professional practice mm -hmm. and a little bit with your, uh, you know, being a leading prof uh, with Laval. Mm -hmm. So um, just right from the get-go... Um, we just kind of wanted to think about, um, you know, where did you go to school and kind of what was your undergrad before you kind of went forward? Okay, so I did my degree in Laval University and one year in Montpellier in France. And now I'm, due, I'm finishing my PhD of art uh, at Montreal uh, University. I did work for several offices of architecture in Montreal and around the world. I was doing more like a um, competition uh, process with a lot of design, conceptual process. And one year, one of my friends said, why we don't go with, with our own stuff? So I was like, oh no, I don't need that. I don't need to be a, a, an architect, you know? And I was, I was cool with doing conceptual thing and another, another project and just just be in just just be part of something i don't need to be uh, to have my name or on the building i, I like to 
I like to um, to be part of a team of different kind of idea to to make different project every time mm -hmm. because I work more like an artist. I prefer to re reinvent my process every time. So I I decide to go to go with my friend and said, okay, we'll we'll do something. And we tried for five years and he he stopped. So I decided to continue, but not with a, a long way to go. <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll see what's happened after that. Right. Yeah. And I and I work a lot with uh, with some some really interesting client, and I was uh, I was really uh, obsessed about how I can put some art experience in domestic architecture because I don't like to do domestic architecture. I like, I like to, to work with people. I like to be inspired by people. I like to include people in the process, clients, contractor, uh, um, co-worker. Uh, I like to play with them. That's a game for me. Sprinkle a bit of art in there and you have an architect, <laughs> right? Of course. <laughs> so how did you find yourself in architecture then? And instead of like painting as a medium or any other kind of mediums like that, I mean, obviously architecture is very much a 3D space. Mm -hmm. So all these art installations that you do and then now you've moved it into, you know, architectural world. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose to do the 3D as opposed to, say, more of the sort of 2D mediums? Because I need the command. I need people to ask me something because I cannot stop I, don't, I cannot start with a, a, a tableau blanc a uh, blank slate a blank, blank canvas yes yeah. yeah. I did try, try that in the PhD process mm -hmm. I confront myself like why well, I'm not an artist so I'll go and see so I did try okay I'll do and this is the uh, in one installation I did try to work with no design, no painting, no drawing, just wood panel. And imagine something like a, one, a scale one-to-one -one model with me and the material and see what I can do with that. And I was really freaked out. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm, you, I'm not an artist. So you, you <laughs> almost need the client no, so, in order to... Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. To give you the problem for you to say, okay, let me try to solve it yeah, this way. Yeah, right. not really the problem. I don't like the, the, the design um, thinking process, right. like a problem, you have to solve it. I prefer to see the, pro the, pro the, the, the project as a global thing, like systemic. Uh, approach that you have to to see every part of the project and be inspired with with all that in your body mm. because the architect can play with his body if he integrate the ideas so we read uh, in, in a few articles that you visit Japan quite frequently yeah. and and you go to a place called Naoshima yeah. What are your thoughts about it? Why do you visit it so often? <laughs> Can you just give us some context on what it's like? like what is happening there? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the best place in the world. <laughs> um, first time that I went there was to... Because I, I had some thing that I saw on, on the web. And it was really, really secret place with no tourists. It was just 
Japanese, and it was really edgy art uh, space. What do you mean by edgy? Uh, edgy, like uh, not for, uh, it was not popular. Like, uh, like commercial, like uh, yeah, commercial, commercial public yeah, art. Yeah, it yeah. was more like expressionist. It, in yeah, a way. yeah. This island was industrial uh, village power, and because the industry um, dis uh, disappeared, uh, the man who uh, owned the, the island uh, tried to transform the island in an art direction. That's like. Okay, that's my living room, and come to see my art piece. Right. That's so amazing to 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 be in those kind of very immersive. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And maybe you saw that the Chichu Museum is all inside the the, the ground, and you discover a museum that no no sculptural effect when you arrive. You arrive in a tunnel, and you discover. The, the architectural promenade to see every 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 pieces of art and, and you cry you cry because Tarawando did try to disturb people to to be really in contact with emotion and be really in contact with art piece proposition so after that I went a lot of time uh, because every year there's more and more and the particularity of this island is there is some art house projects and this is why I was really obsessed about that because it's mixing domestic architecture and art so he proposed to artists to take some old houses and transform that in art piece but you can live in that so that's that was really inspiring for me to see like okay there is something else in the world that mm -hmm. tried to mix two, art yeah. and architecture so I was really fascinated and now every three years there is a triennale of art and now there is nine islands that you can visit yeah. by boat and we will present um, proposition for the 2021 uh, Triennale Institute. So we're, we're, we are working on it at the moment. So I want to actually move towards there. I was on your website and I want to talk about the Into, that mm -hmm. residential building that you created. Yes. So I, I, I went through your website and I thought that uh, that one in particular it caught my eye. It's been on, it's been on some other social medias mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was quite minimalist in its appeal um, and I really caught my attention your just use of just black and white mm -hmm. as just features so if you go online and, and look at this building basically it's it's a modest size um, and but it's absolutely divided quite um, viciously mm -hmm. in two from white space to total black space, mm -hmm. all the way down to the finishes, all the way down to the fixtures, head to toe, one space, another space. And it seems like you delineated the line right along that sort of little patch of corridor between sort of more bedrooms and living room area mm -hmm. to then the kitchen area, which is more of like a communal space. Yeah. 
So as I was looking at this photo, I was trying to deconstruct it, and I was wondering if you could deconstruct it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to mean to deconstruct? I was actually curious where you chose to draw your barrier between the white and the ah. black, because there must be something there. Yeah. You look at the floor plan, mm -hmm. you could do it in some other spots. Yeah. So I was curious why you chose that area in particular. Okay, so for, for this project, my intention was to create a, a self-portrait, not a self-portrait, a portrait of uh, my two friends who live there. And they are all black people with black, uh, black glasses and black hair and black, black, black rocky kind <laughs> of people. Okay. And they, they inspired me. I was really amused by the contrast of their personality because they are really, uh, they like art, but they like rock music. And they are all black, but they like to, um, like color sculpture. And it's all, it's all contrast in those people. And this is why I like Japan too. Because yeah, that's, the, that's the country of contrast. Yeah. And contrast was my, my goal in this, this project. So I did try to imagine something that we can mix white and black and fuse in a, like it's really theoretical um, idea. But but I start uh, I start the process, and I said, okay, the whole house will be white, and the new intervention will be black. So it's kind of art installation mm. in a museum. So you have the white space, and you do something inside. So I was like, okay, they like art. I'll I'll propose an art piece mm -hmm. and they said oh my god we will live in an art piece <laughs> are we able to do that right are, can we can we just be impressed and be um, weird in this space and we really um, we really talk about the the impact of uh, of uh, living in an art piece, piece. Uh, a lot of months and doing some sketch and doing another project we did like around 10 projects for this house oh, wow. and that's the last one yeah. and that it, for me is it's one of the most impressive projects that I did and it's the more contra uh, con controversial, controversial. Yeah. yeah we did a lot of not lot, a lot but some kind of bad comments on the web and the clients was really crying about that like oh my god they said that we are weird people or insane people to live in this kind of space so you know I said to, to Chantal at this time you know it's like any kind of art you can you can love that but you can hate that mm -hmm. it depends of what kind of uh, acuity to, to art that you have and, and it's subjective too. So. Mm -hmm.
Hmm. And you very much customized it to them. Um, and I also think that, uh, try to find me a totally normal person. I've never met one. <laughs> Myself included. Yeah, you're right. Um, so now we're just going to shift gears a bit, and we're going to talk about uh, public space and how uh, perhaps to, how your work and how it relates to Calgary. Mm-hmm. And so with your public installation in the dance floor, where you had put covered the road yeah. in these golden footprints, um, you brought people back onto the road. It became a pedestrian space again. And here in Calgary, we are a very car-centric city, and uh, where the public domain is is normally pushed to the sidewalks or the interior. So uh, what do you think the value of a public space is, and, and where does it belong? Because uh, here, we, we get a lot of pushback when we try to take the space away from the cars for even a day. Yeah. Um, so how can we persuade Calgarians, for instance, to get on board with giving roads back to pedestrians and back to public space? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I have two kinds of, of uh, feeling about that. Sometimes I, I think it's really good to do this kind of on the street uh, with art and sometimes I feel like it become a bit uh, I don't know if you say that in English like trashy like uh, we'll do something with two two, two can of soup and, uh, and a robe and we spray, uh, spray you know it becomes a bit uh, improvised okay. and not really permanent edgy yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but I think when there is um, an art director who supervises the global project, it can be really nice. But sometimes we, we give some space for one artist, another space for another one, and another one for another one, and it becomes a bit pizza time. And for me, sometimes it's too much. It, it's 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 too, it's too uh, like, like soft okay. uh, soft art. Mm. So not then, enough impact in what yeah, it's attempting yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the moment, there's a lot of interest around the world about that. So now we are asked to do one thing in Milan, another one in Taipei, another one maybe in Japan. And they are all looking to have something um, really um, affordance. You know what's affordance? Like affordable? Not or? affordable. Uh, in French, affordance is the term to say it's it's grab you and oh. it's oh. Um, not like provocative, but like, no, like attractive. Attractive, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's more. Uh, physical than just uh, ooh that's beautiful I want to go it's something right. that uh, like a- physically you. draws yeah. you right. yeah. Yeah. yeah like some dance floor path so mm-hmm. you go and just try and you can stay or not but so um, so every time uh, people ask uh, our studio to imagine something like dance floor mm-hmm. like something to to, to bring people and to stay in 
those plays, just not to have some sculptural space. Right, mm. not not just something to admire, but yeah. something to interact yeah. with. Interact, right? yeah, participate. Mm. You had a couple of projects in very woodland uh, mm-hmm. environments, those cabins, and I was very, very drawn to them, not just because they relate to the, the, the landscape around it, but it, it sort of made me think, well, how... It, what's your approach for in, in putting architecture in such a densely wooded environment other than framing the views? What do you think of um, when you do projects like that? About the impact on the landscape? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really uh, obsessed about black architecture uh, because uh, hmm, black and shape mm-hmm. can mix landscape and architecture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of forest has as triangular uh, tree mm-hmm. in, in Quebec. Um, and it's not really green green tree. It's more like green brown, like mm-hmm. a really dark. So this is why I have obsession about doing some more A-shape kind of style architecture for wood, for, for um, those kind of architecture. But it's not, it's not the only way that I can do some architecture, but I don't know. There is something about that. There is something about the little house for kids and bring some joy, some smile, instead of presumptuous architecture with brick or, or a stone or, I don't know, something really detached from this kind of architect, uh, vernacular. Vernacular. Oh, vernacular. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I like to mix those, those kind of uh, imaginary uh, image of the little house for people. And people can can see some souvenir and some memoir of architecture of their their childhood. Bit so, of nostalgia, bring back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, excellent. That was very interesting. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. And as a closing question, like we that we like to close every episode with is, why does design matter? Because it's an holiday trip, and we need that. That's part of why I'm always returning in Japan. Because design is art. Sculpture is architecture. Sushi are building. So everything is mixing in some contrast with uh, old thing and really uh, contemporary um, art piece of every kind of, of stuff. So. I, I think we need that to be more, uh, not joyful, but more happy. I think I think people need that uh, to be more relaxed with the kind of life that we have at the moment, just to calm and have some environment that we are thinking about for them. So. I think that's my question. That's not really good. But <laughs> thank you very much, John. Yeah. Thank you, thank you.
Today's episode was produced by John Bazook and Emily Kang in partnership with CJSW. Research was done by John Bazook and Emily Kang with music by Vikram Johal. Biography and credits are read by Cindy Nashrin. Thanks to John Verville for coming on our podcast and his Design Matters lecture. A special thanks to Vita Lung, Matt Knappick, and Jess Alger, and to the University of Calgary's School of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape Architecture for all of their support. Coming up next, we will be talking to local architect and multidisciplinary designer Walker McKinley of McKinley Burkhart Architecture. We ask what he's up to now and what he thinks about Calgary's urban landscape in comparison to major cities across the globe. Thanks for listening today. And if you're looking for more information about our guests today and the Design Matters lecture series, you can head over to our website at sapl.ucalgary.ca. I don't like to do domestic architecture. Oh my God, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, well, I have some questions about that. Okay. That might make it to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>